0: Was there ever a point where you really tried to beg and plead with your parents for, for something that they didn't want you to have or something that their answer was no to? Do you ever remember, please mom, please dad, I remember when I was growing up, that's my brother there, him and my mom laid their eyes on this little puppy that was half Irish setter half lab. They ended up name, naming her Molly. They, they, they wanted her badly. And i I'd never forget when they first brought it up to my dad. The look on his face, if there was such a thing as face language, he had figured out how to use it. Because his face said, no way. I want nothing to do with another dog. We had already had one. Um, he, and the fact that he said, I need to go take a walk, that uh, further re-emphasized that he wanted nothing to do with this dog. Uh, but my mom and my brother, they're, they're persistent. And they, they kept chipping away at my dad. And I remember finally one day he, he reluctantly eventually uh, gave in. And we, we got Molly. I think sometimes uh, we mistakenly think of the cross like that. You know, we, we imagine that Jesus, the Son, really, really wanted us to be saved, and that's right as far as that goes. But we go wrong if we imagine that God the Father was like my dad in that particular story, that, that he was reluctant, but he eventually caved in. What I want to tell you tonight is that God the Father did not say no to Jesus. God the Father was not reluctant. He did not take a walk. In fact, what Jesus did at the cross for our salvation was his idea. It came from his heart of love. Isaiah, way back in chapter 53 Predicted the cross, and I want you to listen to what he says. He says, yet it was the will of the Lord, the Lord is the Father, to crush him. That's Jesus. It was the will of the Lord. It was the Father's will. Earlier in the same chapter, I want you to listen. Listen for the Father's direct involvement in the death and resurrection that would would save us if we trust in it. Verse 5 of Isaiah 53. Says he, Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions; he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray; each of us has turned to his own way. Listen, and the Lord, as the Father, has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus suffered and died to to please His heavenly Father by carrying out His will. That's why Ephesians 5.2 says, Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Jesus' obedience to His Father's will pleased the Father just like a burnt offering, a fragrant offering would. Now, in just a moment, we're going to share communion together to remember that death on the cross. But here's what I want you to think about. One one more thing. The father who poured out all of his wrath on the son because of our sin upon him loved that son. Always had, always will. And the son that received that wrath loved the father who, who poured it out on him. And it was their shared, unified love for us that led to that amazing gift on the cross. They did it in complete unity because of their shared love for us. The Father loves you just as much as Jesus does, just as much as the Spirit does. And that ought to encourage you tonight. I don't know what you're wrestling with, but the Father loves you. John 17, 23, Jesus talked about this unified love. Listen, as He prays for us. He says, may they... Be brought to complete unity to let the world know that that you sent me, Father, and have loved them even as you have loved me. It's that unified love that the Father and Jesus share for each other, and they share for us that we want to remember tonight as we prepare to take communion. John Piper uh, points us in the right direction. When he writes, oh, that we might worship the terrible wonder of the love of God.